Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Woo Dev Chat, a Do the Boo podcast show. Today's show is brought to you by Avalara. If you have clients who sell in the EU or UK, make sure they know about cross-border and international selling with their Avatax, which you can find on the Woo Marketplace. And A2 Hosting, where speed and security is priority 24-7 for all your clients' Woo shops at a2hosting.com. Tell you more about our sponsors later in the show, but let's join Zach and Carl as they learn more about the contributor orientation tool at wordpress.org with Milana and Alexander. We learn how it helps navigate newcomers to contributing and how getting involved can always open doors for both personal and professional growth, plus how this tool came to be, how it has evolved, and its future. So let's get right into it. Zach Stepik here with another episode of the Woo Dev Chats. I'm joined as always by the illustrious Carl and Carl Board. Carl, how are you doing today? Doing all right. Uh, it's getting cold here. I'm glad that I'm leaving next week. <laughs> Where are you headed? Japan again. Nice. I, I don't have travel plans that are anywhere near as exciting, but I'll be at uh, WordCamp Atlanta. Well, I'll be at WordCamp Tokyo. That's in October. So I speak zero Japanese, so that'll be really exciting. So. <laughs> <laughs> that should be interesting. And then after WordCamp Atlanta, immediately after, I'll be at uh, MavCon, which is Troy Dean's event in Virginia. So and then shortly after that, I'm, uh, I'm going to be uh, speaking at a Cadence virtual event. So busy month for me uh, for speaking and being involved in events uh, and travel in general. Uh, so I'm trying to travel as much as you do, Carl. I mean, Milana's the queen, so Milana is the queen. I'm just kind of like chasing her coattails. Uh, that's the real truth here. Well, since you uh, have already introduced, <laughs> let's let uh, both Milana and uh, Alexander introduce themselves. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about what we're here for this week. Yeah, uh, my name is Milana Tsok. I am WordPress engineer uh, based in Serbia. And I am also... Um, WordPress documentation team representative. Uh, I was organizing WordCamp Europe for a couple of years, and the topic today is a contributor orientation tool that actually rose from those uh, organization days. So that's me. And I travel a little bit. <laughs> a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carl makes it sound like it's quite a bit. It is quite a bit. <laughs> Whoever travels a lot, always say, I travel a little bit. Yeah. Well, and we also have Alexander here with us. Alexander, um, you had a, a big hand in building this tool, but why don't you give us a little bit of your background? Well, um, my task in building tool was uh, basically to build it <laughs> and make it a, a plugin out of it. So naturally, I'm a WordPress developer and a web developer, working mostly with WordPress and I'm involved in the uh, in WordPress community a lot. I mean, up to recent years, I've helped a lot of on a lot of WordCamp WordCamps. So that's how this came out. I was in the team with Miona. She was leading the team of uh, the community team, and the idea was born then. Let's let's create something that can actually help the new uh, users onboarding. Well, and I think that's an important thing, and and that will segue into 
talking about the contributor orientation tool from there, uh, the lifeblood of most open source communities is contribution, right? And as a, as a community grows and as a project grows, it becomes more and more complicated to figure out where exactly you fit and how to get involved. And so this tool, which now is at make.wordpress.org slash contribute, really helps you to dial in based on what you do with WordPress, what your interests are, what your skills are, uh, what teams you may be the best fit for. And a really awesome tool. Uh, I've gone through it a few times myself just to uh, try it out. And, you know, it, it really does expose kind of the right teams for who you are uh, in a really clever way. So why don't we talk a little bit about the background of how this came to be? Uh, well, uh, when I was organizing WorldCamps Europe 2018, it was in Belgrade, I uh, was, th- this was my first time organizing uh, World Camp Europe, and I was in team that was led by Rambus, and it was team uh, in charge for contributor days. So, first things we took the feedback from the previous year, and we saw what people thought, what was difficult, what should be uh, fixed. And during organizing it, I realized that uh, mostly problems are arising with new people. They don't know if they fit. They think it's only just for uh, developers and only good developers. Even if they were developers, they're like, oh, I'm not good enough for that. I'm not going to show my code, whatever. They they have no idea what is there that you can contribute even if you are not a developer. And today we have even more teams that are non-developer than developer teams. And people didn't know that. And after that, when you explain to them uh, and they say, okay, I'm going to uh, join Contributor Day, uh, then you ask them, oh, well, which team? And they're like, well, how many teams are there? And you say, well, here are 27 teams and their handbooks. Please read and decide. <laughs> Nobody's doing that. So that's another obstacle. But if they, so they usually just tell, oh, polyglots, I know what they do. And even if they just go through the list of teams, like uh, plugins and teams, they think they know what the team is about, but it's not. You know, you, we know what is design, but that's not what design teams doing. Even if you know, uh, if you, if you recognize the word that is the team uh, name, you don't really know what it is about. And now we are asking you to read. You know, to spend a week reading just to decide which thing. So they usually just say, okay, I'm going to go with polyglots or whatever. That, that seems familiar. So they go there and uh, they arrive at the day and it's completely different than what they expected. A lot of people know each other. They don't know anyone. Now there are also people with, you know, th- different anxieties and social uh, uh, interactions. And we don't think about it. You know, we think about it like this is the day where I meet my friends and we have fun and we do a little bit of uh, contributing and have a lunch and that's it. Uh, So I realized there are obstacles on every single step when 
people try to contribute. And when I finally sit at a table, uh, there's a lot of onboarding happening. Then they realize this is not the team I wanted. Then there's so much things to do and learn before you actually contribute. They feel like they didn't do anything. They go home and they're like, I don't know why I was there. So we did a lot um, in next year when uh, I was offered to lead the same team for organizing Wolfgang Europe. I had this idea about the tool, how to help people. And this is the reason why I accepted to lead this team, to make something, to make that tool working to help people a little bit. And we did a lot of other things to, to remove all those obstacles and contributor orientation tool is one of those. So I realized we are asking the wrong questions, like which team do you want to join? How do they know that there's no way they can know, but we can ask them questions they know, like what do I do with WordPress? What are my skills? What would I like to do? And then when they tell us that, we can tell, oh, so you would be good for this, this, this thing. And you might be uh, uh, surprised that that's not team you would ever join, but based on your interests and your skills, you can actually join and, and find yourself helpful there. And that's actually the, the turnover, like ask them questions they can answer, and then we will give you the results. Yeah, I went through, and in my answers, the team that I've been the most involved with was in my first four. So it's always nice to see. You know, I've personally done a lot of work with the training team over the years. Um, and there are other teams that I've been interested in working with that are here as well, like TV and photos. Uh, so it's really cool to see that it does kind of dial in based on, you know, what you state that your interests are and what your skills are and tries to find you areas where you would enjoy contributing. It's not just areas where you could effectively contribute, but it's areas where you would enjoy contributing, which I think is really important. Yeah, for sure. Because if you want to keep doing it for and not burn out, you might as well enjoy it. <laughs> so Yeah, well, also people join uh, open source for different reasons. And sometimes the reason is I want to learn new skill. And if we focus only on what you know and what you can do, then you will never learn anything new. So I think that interests are very important. Yeah, not only that, Milana, but also um, most of the users know only a few teams, right? They don't know 27 teams, so you can find out there are other teams that you <laughs> can contribute to. When you first think to join, you're like, oh, I can join teams. I think there are those teams, maybe community and core, right? But there are other teams that they don't know, so you can get a suggestion and read the show description about something like that. Yeah, we also had a problem in early versions of the tool. WPCLI was uh, showing up in very few combinations. So, so we got uh, feedback like, can you put us more there? <laughs> like, we need more contributors and we need more people you know, to come to this result. I don't think this was... A public note, Milana. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one's a, a bit of a challenging one, right? Like CLI is kind of like a, a weird 
specialty um, to to fit in. Like it's not like it comes up in interests. Like I really like developing like command line tools. <laughs> you know, like yeah. But uh, this team also has a need for someone to document stuff to uh, manage. You know, so uh, you know if you want to learn about it, uh, but you have uh, just a limited skills. You still can get there and start learning by not just by having interest, like you want to learn about CLI too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, what were the challenges in developing this tool, Alexander? Uh, when you were putting this together, uh, what were what were some of the challenges you found in trying to get you know these items lined up with the right teams? Well, <laughs> the biggest challenge was. Maybe I'd say creating relationships between, you know, answers. So this was kind of having had a few iterations. The whole team helped. And then we had, I think uh, we also had the extra help from uh, team representatives where they gave us a, like uh, kind of what would fit where. So at the end, uh, we went the simplest way in development, like you have some points and this team has these points. So if you choose some skill or interest, you fill in these points for the, this team. Well, at the end, how many points you get, this team is represented for you at the end. I, I must know that this was actually uh, the way the first version of this tool was working, which I, I actually built. Because after that, we had a Berlin, well, uh, actually not Berlin, but uh, the next year. And we just a little bit improved the tool, didn't change much. But after that, it was kind of uh, having a peaceful year, I would say. And then it was picked up again but by other contributors. And that's what you see now in the WordPress org. So the biggest challenge was the relationships and maybe choosing the right way to display this to our users, right? We started with a, let's say, prototype with a Google form. <laughs> Wanted just to see if we can, we can prove the point of existing such tool. And I think WordCamp... Atos was the one testing it first, and they gave us really good feedback about everything. But then we learned that you can have uh, so many relationships and conditionals in the simple Google form. So we needed to develop, let's say, the basic plugin to test this in at least one WordCamp. But and that's how this first version came out. It was later tested in uh, also used in WordCamp Asia. I think it had a great success there. And now it's on WordPress Org. I'm really, really happy that something we started ended up uh, ended up somewhere that people can actually use. Yeah, I would just like to add, uh, add something. So in uh, creating these relationships between the teams and answers, uh, a lot of help was coming from Joseph Freitas, uh, he was working on from the beginning on the tool with us. And a lot of marketing and testing on the field was done by Abba Takur. So those are the four of us were actually the uh, starting team on this tool. The, the technology itself, I don't think it matters in this case. <laughs> but it's just a form where you can go, uh, basically, this was the best, best use case for us. A form where you can select an answers. But then we started, oh, but you need to go back. And like, I made a mistake, then develop it extended. Then it was like, oh, we need 
to include more teams at the end. Then we go back and again change the logic. So there were a lot of inter- iterations. So it's but the good thing is that uh, Mirada was good team lead for the <laughs> for that year. Uh, we had a lot of time to dedicate to this. I hope that at the end something uh, first version came out. And I, I don't think it's much changed over the years, Miana, right? Yeah, I, I don't think so. Uh, when we first uh, submitted it as an uh, idea to, to live at WordPress.org, because there are two uh, different ways where you can use it. At WordPress.org, and it includes all the teams that you can contribute to. But also every WordCamp can have it on their website. And not every WordCamp has every team. So you can select which teams you want to be displayed. Uh, so those are two use cases. And we wanted first to try with uh, WordPress.org. And when we submitted that idea, uh, ABBA did a lot of, uh, you know, writing, copywriting for this. The first uh, response from community was, it's a great tool. We really need it. Oh, it's wonderful, but it needs to be completely written to, you know, to match the meta uh, requirements. And we simply didn't have a time uh, to work on that back then, and nobody picked it up. So it didn't change much. It just stayed the way it is. And I think uh, WordCamp Asia just took it like that and changed a little bit, but not that much. Now, this version that lives uh, at WordPress.org, I, I don't know. I didn't see the code, uh, but so I don't know how much it differs from our first version. Yeah, I think that uh, you know, I'm I'm looking through and and playing around with the tool right now while we're talking, and you know, in, in the world of enhancement requests, I have noticed that if I uh, if I click on one of the teams. It opens in the same tab, so, and then if I go back, I lose my results. Yeah, we were thinking about the feature, you know, sending uh, results to your email. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that would be very helpful for people. But on the other side, uh, there was this anonymity that we wanted to leave to people because not all of them... Uh, you know, when when they think, oh, somebody's going to look at my results, and you know, people think differently when they are being watched and they behave differently. So we wanted really to give them the the freedom to uh, say what they really know and what they really want to do. And if they don't like results, uh, they don't have to show it anyone, and they don't have to think that somebody saw them. So that was the reason like why we kept it uh, anonymous. But uh, really, I think it would be very helpful to have the option. Just add email if you want to email it to yourself so you have results. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. Yes, but this was quite also a a big limitation in development because we were really, really uh, looking how to not collect any data. I mean, literally any data. For anyone, so it's just a let's say this form is working just inside this page, uh, saving stuff only in JavaScript at the moment. So once you go away from this page, everything is lost. So it's completely anonymity. Even the email to yourself was a feature like okay, but then we need to cover all of the things: how we use the email, where do we store it, or not storing it, or how do we send. So that's maybe 
one of the reasons why this feature never came up. <laughs> right. No, I can understand that. I'm in so many teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did get CLI, though, so I don't know how I tricked it. <laughs> now you have to join. I'm sure Alain would love me if I joined. <laughs> yeah, there should be a disclaimer, like, now you have to join. <laughs> there, there is no going back. Yeah. <laughs> now that you know, you have to pick at least one team. Um, yeah, it's it just this has always been a hard problem to solve, and I think that uh, that you and the team have done a a great job of honestly solving the problem of helping people find their place. I hope that it. Uh, results and has resulted already in an uptick in the number of people who apply to become involved as contributors with various teams. I know people who've signed up for contributor today and they walk in and they're just overwhelmed at WordCamp US or at any of the the larger camps, uh, you know, like Europe or Asia. Uh, they just, they walk in and there are so many tables. There are so many people already at those tables that they don't know, right? And they just get overwhelmed. So having a good introduction to that uh, is a great way to ease that transition from being somebody who wants to contribute to being a contributor. And for anybody listening, I would encourage you, if you're interested in getting involved with a team, all of these teams meet uh, regularly. They, they meet virtually. Um, join them for those meetings. It's a great way to see if they're a good fit. Uh, you can see what they're working on. You can, you know, get involved in the uh, in the making WordPress Slack, and you can see those teams uh, Slack channels as well. Um, it doesn't take anything to join, and it doesn't take anything to leave if it's not a good fit, right? And and the documentation team, we always have cookies. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get you. That's how they get you with sweets. Yeah. yeah. Always. It's always the cookies. <laughs> it's always. You like sweets and also writing a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that should be a question there. <laughs> Do you have clients who sell into or across the EU and UK? Likely you may not know about cross-border or international selling, or maybe you need to learn a little bit more because a little knowledge goes a long ways. And with Avalara's Woo integration via Avalara's Avatox, you can help your clients focus on selling while not having to worry about determining tax rates, even with various product types. They use automation to make VAT and sales tax calculation faster, easier, and more accurate with a built-in VAT calculation. Just go to the Woo Marketplace over on WooCommerce.com and search for Avalara's Avatox. Every site you build has the potential to be fast and secure. With A2 e-commerce hosting, it's understood that your clients' stores are running 24-7 and that speed is critical to keep both of you happy. As you have heard a number of times from guests, performance is key. A2 Hosting VPS and dedicated turbo plans will make you a shining star when it comes to your clients. They even have a one-click deployment for Woo sites when easy is an alternative. Their enhanced security won't keep yourself or your clients awake at night 
and they promised a no-hassle money-back guarantee. So consider A2 Hosting for your next client project at a2hosting.com. What are your kind of like wish lists of things that you wish it did already? Well, I, I wish to see it on every WorldCon site. Um, I would also like to see that feature for sending email but not saving email address anywhere. And I would like to see it renamed because contributor orientation tool is something like working title and we're like, oh, this sounds horrible, but we don't have a better name for it right now. So let's leave it for now. And it's stayed. I I think it's explaining. Come on, Miran, it took us a lot to think of this name. So you want to rename it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it does explain uh, very well what it does. But I think it's really not a good name. <laughs> you know, it isn't programming, right? The two hard things in programming. And it's like cash and validation and naming. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's true. Like, I spend a lot of time <laughs> thinking about names. Yes. And in this team, which created these tools, you've had two developers. Yeah. So, <laughs> most of the names. <laughs> well, I mean, being that uh, we are a technology-focused uh, com- you know, community, we could always just call it sorting hat and uh, just call it what it really is. <laughs> I like sorting hat. Yeah, you do. Really. Also, you could ask ChatGPT. Like, I always like if I like actually for naming yeah. things, <laughs> I've I've found that uh, ChatGPT is a good uh, tool for just like brainstorming um, ideas for for name. Oh, I wonder if you ask ChatGPT, like, which team should you join? Would it give you a good example? Oh, I mean, I did I did a joke. Oh, my God. So, like, a week and a half ago, I did a, I tried to figure out if ChatGPT knew about me. Oh. It did not. Oh. But um, but I find it useful for naming. So you, you could always, like, ask it, hey, what do you think we should name this tool? You know, it does this, this, and this, and we're trying to... Maybe I'll find something interesting. Yeah, maybe it's too late now, but I I would really yeah. love to see it renamed. <laughs> I would say it's too late now. <laughs> but maybe maybe one more new thing that I would like to see is uh, the summary of the teams rewritten. So you get some at the end, you get some results, and this is what I'd say you can read on WordPress or maybe if you go further, but maybe making it more. Uh, more plain or more beginner beginner friendly would help there. Like if you start the team review teams review and approves every team submitted to WordPress team repository. Reviewing teams sharpens your own team development skills. Well, that's nice, but what am I going to do in this team, right? Maybe a good feature would be uh, once we have on Learn platform uh, onboarding sessions. Maybe just linking to onboarding session for selected team. You can go and learn more about it. Yeah, the first step is done. So the tools exist. I think it needs to be a little bit more beginners friendly because it's targeting the audience that, let's say, we think they don't know much about teams. So maybe some survey or something uh, there that they can say what's good or maybe A-B testing or something like that's in the future. (laughs) Maybe. Well, awesome. I'm uh, I'm really excited to see how the the results of this being deployed in uh, in the wild in on you know make.wordpress.org/contribute and uh, on some of these camp websites uh, as 
time goes on, uh, what the what the uptick is, what the result is in uh, contribution overall. Um, you know, like I said at the beginning of this, the contribution is the lifeblood of how these projects survive, and WordPress is is nothing if not for its contributors, right? And the contributors form the basis of what the community is. And, you know, the community is obviously bigger than just our contributors, but really the, con- the contributors set the tone for uh, how the community interacts, where the project goes. Uh, so it's, it's an incredibly important part of being involved in the WordPress project. You know, beyond that, uh, you know, how, could we see a tool like this used for some of the other larger ecosystem projects in the future? Things like WooCommerce, things like, you know, because that's a that's a really hard uh, hard thing. Still, I mean, it's really difficult to figure out where you fit as a WooCommerce developer, too, right? And it's a it's a hard project to get in, into and involved with the barrier of entry is even higher than working with core. I think you just have to start grabbing things and submitting pull requests and that's really it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I do, but I'm just like, yeah. I mean, WooCommerce is a bit in its own category. Like they're like kind of understaffed and like almost feels like it should be its own team, like under in this tool, like, a bit like the CLI, like, hey, do you want to contribute to CLI or do you want to contribute to like WooCommerce, like bringing it in the larger ecosystem, like contribution ecosystem? I would love to see WooCommerce uh, have its own make team. I think that would be a great thing for the project and for WordPress overall. Yeah, but some of these other ecosystem plugins, the larger uh, ecosystem plugins need contributors too. Uh, things like you know, even easy digital downloads or, you know, gravity forms or some of these other giant plugins that have huge install bases that have, you know, paid teams behind them, but that also need people to help with uh, both reporting and fixing issues. The good thing with this tool is actually the, that idea behind it can be applied to everything. Uh, so I've been applying it to documentation team. Uh, again, I ask you what skills you have, what you want to do, and then I give you the list of the uh, roles you can do in this team. And there are a lot of roles. It's not just writing documentation. And the best thing about the tool is that you can uh, make a tool. So you don't have to say that or type that a million times. That's why you have the tool. So the same idea can be applied to which plugin you want to contribute to or, you know, which, uh, which project you want to translate. I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe we can go even to, to further to details. Yeah, I think that would be great. Uh, providing a way for people to narrow down their roles within the teams once they've selected a team. I think that would be a great use case for something like this. Yes, yes, yes. Carl, do you have any other questions that you'd like to ask about the tool? Um, No, I was just thinking, it's like what I was saying, like I feel like WooCommerce could benefit from just a larger integration. How do you see it working, I guess? 
the one thing I'm, I was thinking is like, like you, you embed in like all the work camps, but like not every work camp has like a contributor day, like, or like a big enough, like contributor day to like, you know, let's say I match with, I'm like, Oh, I want to do the CLI stuff. And then you're on contributor day, but like really at like this, like I'm at work camp to coke you. Well, that's, that's why it would be uh, uh, like a plugin, which if you don't have contributor day, you don't have to activate it. So you don't have the page. But if you have contributor day, you can select just teams you have at contributor. Oh yeah, okay, got it. You, so you'd select like the teams that you, you that you can support locally. Yes, you could do that uh, even with the uh, first prototype that we built for WordCamp Europe because we didn't have all teams. So you know we created it for all teams, but we just turned on the teams that we didn't have. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That was as an organizer, I was like thinking about that. I was like, well, you know, when I was like Montreal, I was like, okay, well, you know, we don't really have anyone. Like, maybe we have one person coming that works on a specific team, but it's kind of like interesting for that. Like, you might Montreal had a lot of automaticians back in the day, and it was just like there's a lot of automaticians, but automaticians doesn't necessarily mean they can help you contribute, especially now, like at the size of the company, like. uh, Back then it was a bit smaller, but it's kind of weird. Um, like normally it was just like go create a track issue or pick up a track issue and work on it, and it's just like okay. Yeah, I think you know that is what most people think of when they think of contributing contributing to open sources. Oh well, I've got to go you know pour through track and figure out if there's a code issue I can fix. I mean that's a definition I think. I want to help change also like what it is to support this is tangential, but like what it is to support open source too. Like I think it's not just code, like, uh, like Milana has always been like a really early advocate of just like, Hey, documentation. Hello. Hi, documentation team. We need people help, uh, you know? Um, but yeah, like what it is to contribute to open source is uh, in itself really interesting. Like it could be like marketing, uh, it could be like all these things that people don't necessarily think about that because of yeah, open source has like a code connotation like built into it. Absolutely. But also, you know, just just running the meeting of the team, it's very valuable contribution, or just writing meeting notes. It's it's something that doesn't count as building the software itself, but it's so needed and and helpful. And I'll never be the one doing that. Uh, like I like <laughs> my, my ADHD. I couldn't even take notes in school. Like so, forget <laughs> taking meeting notes. Like I'm like useless. In, in documentation team, we have it. So if you take a look at the page for uh, team reps, that is one of the things that team reps should do, like run the meeting and write meeting notes, but I don't like to do it. <laughs> and being a rep, I, I can decide not to do it. So I tell to new contributors, this is a great way to start contributing. So they all do it. New contributors in the documentation team who run the meetings and write meeting notes. That's fun. That's a clever way of getting <laughs> your like, it's like, well, I don't want to do it. Yeah. So, hey, like... <laughs> Let me talk to you about this great <laughs> yeah. opportunity in the documentation team. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I was thinking of joining documentation team. Yeah, now I'm going to rethink about it. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in the music industry, that's uh, that's what they call new guy. 
right? Yeah. So new guy always does all of the work no nobody else in the band wants to do. Yeah. Basically, you're always the it's like it's a seniority thing, you know, like you're the new person. You get to do the things we don't want to do. But but it's also uh, like delegating. I see a lot of people who are team reps or were team reps who take too many responsibilities on themselves and they get burned down, burned down very fast because you have to do this and you have to. But if you learn to delegate and uh, you you show people, new contributors, that you have trust in them, to write the meeting notes and publish that and make that work as the talk. It's like, you know, huge responsibility. They are afraid to post that, to press that publish. Yeah. I mean, that's like management. This is like stuff I wrote about when I was applying for like MBAs and stuff like that. Um, it's like management, like trust, like not be a micromanager, but not be a micromanager. But that's like, that's challenging for people because they, you know, it, some people are just like super type A. They just want it like, okay, like I have my way. I want it this way. Um, and I don't trust anybody to do it the correct way. Or they're scared, you know, that it'll make them look bad or like, the, but yeah, like you said, you have to trust people because when you trust people, they, they feel empowered. And then when they feel empowered, they, they take responsibility. But that's really management. Like, but again, you're there to learn things, right? So maybe might as well learn how to manage people in the process and try to not burn yourself out. Oh, it's it, there is an extra, extra, let's say, uh, thing you can get from writing notes. So for the new new, even me, I don't like it. Every time I need to write them, I'm like you're right, Karen, is it good enough? Or people are gonna read this, right? But once you publish them and you see there is a good reaction, you feel good, right? And that's really important for the new uh, new new joiners because once they publish their first notes and they see that's not that hard, they're gonna feel empowered and they're gonna like go much harder. Yeah, I mean, I like notes. I like no. I mean, like for Emir, I write a report every two weeks, but it's right. It's the ADHD. Like I just can't pay attention during the meeting to like write the thing down. Like I can't even multitask. Like there's a reason I don't really listen to podcasts or watch videos. Like I can't actually like listen to something and do something else at the same time. So it's like, it's much more of a limitation because I'm with you, Alexander. Like I'm like, Oh my God. Like when somebody take really good, like meeting minutes, I'm like, Oh my God, thank you so much. Like you go back and you're like, what did we talk about three weeks ago? Like, and (laughs) And then somebody wrote it all down super neatly. And I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. But that'll never be me. <laughs> yeah. Me either. It, it will never be me either. When I was writing meeting notes, uh, I was usually doing it during the meeting. So I would just, when, when someone says, like, meeting is over, I would just hit publish. Because I was doing that in parallel. Uh but the thing is, when you write meeting notes as someone who already knows what the team is all about and who are the people, it's really boring. But for newcomers, it's a fast way to learn who is in the team, who is doing what, who's in charge of what, and what the team is actually doing. So that that is, in fact, the fastest way to get involved, to, to get to know the whole team and the people and what we are doing. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely throwing them over the deep end. Hey, do you want to learn about everything all at once? And also, we depend that you do a good job about it. So good luck. (laughs) Yeah.
but it's true. I, I think, I, I mean, for the minutes, it's just, I think it comes down to like, if you, if your personality or like neurodivergence type, like it's just like, for some people, it's just really hard to, to do it, but it's not that they're not useful. So it's, yeah, I think it's a better intro. The more you like talk to me about it, the more I'm like, oh, this is like a way better intro tool. Uh, like, it's not just that I want to delegate it out, but also it's kind of like useful. But maybe that's why like in TV shows, it's always like the new guy that's taking the notes, right? Like it's always the assistant or like, <laughs> or something like that that's taking notes. Um, it's just it forces them to learn what's going on uh, much more quickly. No, I would agree with that. And also it's useful for them because like the more they write down, the more they'll remember of the new stuff too, right? So like they're more incentivized to write like, like if you're Milana and you're like, oh, I know all of these things, like I'm just going to write like really <laughs> short notes, very little detail. And then I understand everything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You have a lot more context. So like the person that has less context will write probably more out because they just need to. Yes. And explain. Yeah, explain. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's like a teaching thing too. Like, I find like it's, I wrote about this, but it's like, if you want to really learn something really well, like you teach it back to somebody else. So it's a bit like that, right? You're like, you're, you're learning about the thing and then you have to write it back and explain it to somebody else. So it like really forces you to, to really learn it. Now I'm sold. All the new guys now are doing minute notes for me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and the the thing that I've found uh, speaking on that learning subject, there's a, an educational approach called mastery learning, right? And mastery learning is self-paced, but it makes sure to uh, engage every learning type. So it's a combination of lecture plus reading plus labs plus testing, all combining into you know, a, a total package that engages all types of learners at some point along the process. And that's pretty much the same thing we, you know, we should be trying to do on these teams is engaging everybody in the ways that they retain and, and learn information. And so being the note taker uh, for, you know, even just one meeting means that you have to actively listen. And then in addition to that, you have to uh, write things down, which is going, you know, taking notes will engage a different part of how you learn. And so you're going to really quickly embed into what that team is doing uh, because you are more actively involved in understanding where the team is because you're taking notes about where the team is. So I think it's a really ingenious way to get people involved. I, I really like it. And uh, given that I just talked about mastery learning, I bet none of you could guess that uh, the training team was the first team that I worked with <laughs> in the WordPress community. Oh, that's a surprise. Yeah, it's, it, it's been a lot of fun. That's a great team. It's how I, uh, it's actually how I met Josefa because she was on the training team at that time. So it's been really cool uh, to see her growth over the years and now uh, as executive director of the WordPress project, just it's just crazy to see the growth and the and what she's done with the project since. So that's the other thing is you never know who you're going to end up paired up with on a team, right? You never know what they're going to end up doing. Um, 
And that's a really cool part of getting involved is one, you never know what anybody else is going to end up doing, but you also never know what you're going to end up with an opportunity to do because of getting involved. It's the same thing with contributing to a WordCamp, right? Uh, becoming part of the organizing team or volunteering for a team. At WordCamp US, I volunteered for the photography team. And because of that, I was one of the two photographers that was officially invited to uh, photograph the keynote. And because of that, you know, Matt and Josepha asked me for a photo uh, that Matt then posted on his Twitter. That this is stuff that doesn't happen unless you put yourself there, right? Um, so it's one of those things where getting involved can open doors. And it opens doors more quickly, uh, in my opinion, than nearly any other activity in an open source community. Yes. Well, everybody's listened to us talk about how important contribution is and how to figure out how to contribute. Or write meeting notes. I mean, that's my <laughs> takeaway from this, <laughs> this episode. It's like, <laughs> delegate the minutes and also you're teaching them. It's good for them. It's not just good for you. So Exactly. It has a, uh, a dual purpose. But I'm going to take the time here because we're we're nearing our last 10 minutes uh, to ask you both if there's any last uh, words you want to share with the community and about contribution, about the contributor uh, orientation tool uh, or any of the other things uh, that we've discussed. So, Alexander, why don't we why don't we start with you this time? Yeah, I don't. Okay. Well, I would say the key takeaway is just to start contributing, not for like expecting any result, but for yourself, because you will get the result for sure. That's that's imminent. You will become a better person for sure. You will see how things are done on the other end. You will see many other cultures or how it's done in other other cultures or how it's even done by someone else. So you at the end you see oh there is also this way. I would never think about it, right? And then. By the time you become a better person, if you're a developer, you become a better developer by just uh, not contributing, but interacting with, with other people, right? And then I would say it will influence your career for sure, because once you get those skills, you're going to be advancing in your career for sure. So just start contributing is the most important step and not doing it for anyone else, but do it for yourself and do it. I mean, the WordPress uh, has maybe the most welcoming community of all, <laughs> I would say, and it's really easy to get in. You just need to you just need to start. That that would be my key takeaway. Uh, well, my answer is is always um, to new people: just be selfish and do it for yourself. Exactly. Like, don't do it even for your job. Don't even think about your career because you might change career. I did change. Career. So I started with documentation because uh, I was playing with WordPress in my local and I never thought I would be a developer. So, and, and documentation was wrong. And I'm like, uh, hello, this is wrong. So I went and uh, changed it and fixed it. And it was uh, after a few months, I searched something and I found my own edit to documentation. And I was like, God, this is my own note, you know. I'm writing this for myself and still haven't thinking about becoming developer. I'm a classical musician at that time. And that was just a game. 
but it was interesting to me. It was very interesting, the learning and writing it down. And you really know something if you can document it, especially in software. So that was just my, you know, uh, uh, interesting path of learning what was interesting to me. And after a few years, uh, I became a developer because of completely different uh, things that happened in my life. Uh, so don't uh, do it for career. Don't do it if you need something for your job right now. Don't do it for that. Do it if it's interesting to you. And another thing to upgrade, you know, the, the idea from uh, Alexander. Uh, I see a lot of new contributors coming at this moment when community is large. There are many projects and they just split their uh, attention to everything. They want to do everything. They want to work. They want to fix everything. First of all, you have to know the larger project, the smaller changes. You will not change thing with one blog post or one initiative. It's a lot more difficult. There's a slower moment, but also you will burn out in a month if you start to do everything. So probably find two, three things that you really, really enjoy and make a schedule to do them, you know, throughout the week and don't, you know, don't accept everything. It's usually like, do we have volunteers to do this? And people are like, yeah, I want to do it. Do you want to do this? Yeah, I want to do it. And after that, you you're end up with, you know, 40 hours of contributions that you promised. And then you feel bad if you don't do it or you do it badly. And then your health is first to go. So don't do that. Find what you really, really enjoy, what you really like for yourself personally and you know, keep it slow. It will be there. You know, all the problems that we have now, it will be there in a few months. So just take it easy. That is an interesting point. Uh, things don't just go away, right? They'll still be there. You know, the, the only things that go away quickly are exploits. Those are the things that we get rid of as quickly as we can, right? But everything else is still there, right? The The improvements that we're making, I mean, we've just entered... With with Gutenberg, the I think what's going to end up being the largest phase of Gutenberg development, uh, the whole collaboration aspect of what's being worked on now is going to be a lot of work, a lot of effort. Uh, they'll need people to test it. They'll need people to design it. They'll need people to document it. They'll need people to create training for it. They'll need people to do all of the things, right, that we do as a community. So as we as we enter into this, you know, this time of of great change, um, I think that you know, the need for contribution is only going to grow. This new time of great change. There's always been times of great. There's <laughs> the, the REST API was a time of great change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. It absolutely was. There's uh so there's always a time of great change so in, in this current but yeah like i i think one thing too i i mentioned in business too is like think more like a marathon and not like a race like take it easy um don't overdo it because otherwise you like flame out and basically it was 
it was never it was never a race basically it was always a marathon it was always a marathon so so think of yourself more than uh think of yourself so you can last for a long while because there's you know you don't want to come in and leave right away i i mean i'm sure you've seen it too milana too with like especially with work camp organizing uh work camp organizing is not one of them where you can actually like take it really easy so you see a lot of like oh my god this was like so much i'm out like yes no i just want my profile badges i'm in for that then out as soon as i get it <laughs> oh i saw that as well yeah a lot of those yes. i mean i've never been one for gamification i finally got my core contributor badge after like 10 years i think <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think all I have are WordCamp speaker and training team. I think those are the only ones I have. Well, uh, it's been great uh, getting some time to talk with you about about contribution today. How can people find both of you on social media or what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? I would say for me, uh, the best way is uh, through Twitter or X now. Uh, my username is a bit complicated. It's Yema Wapeka. <laughs> so you, it's better to find me as Milana Tsap. Or you can find me at uh, WordPress Slack. My username is ZZAP. So that's a bit easier. Yeah. For me, I think the Slack works the best or the email kind of a. So maybe LinkedIn profile or something connects there. There are all the informations, something. I also wanted to say one thing about uh, contributing that came to my mind. Maybe the best best way to stay contributing longer works for me is to not contribute on what you do daily. So I'm coding all the day. So I'm contributing to community or organizing meetups, which is totally different than than what you do daily. So you avoid burnouts or something because if you code all day and you contribute coding, you might might end up like, oh, that's too much for me. So maybe you, someone can try this path. It works for me. Sounds great. Yeah, I, I love it. Well, I want to uh, thank both of you for joining us today. And Carl, as always, thank you for joining and and being the other uh, the other half of this. Uh, Doing my thing. Exactly. You know, we mentioned at the beginning of the episode where you can find us. We'll have uh, show notes at the, at the end of the episode uh, talking about the resources we've discussed today. Uh, and we look forward to seeing you next month for another WooDev Chat. Well, if you're ready to dive into more contributing to WordPress or curious about this tool, I bet you know that much more after listening to Milana and Alexander. I'd like to thank them for coming on the show. And also, of course, I would like to thank our sponsors, Avalara and A2 Hosting, for their continued support of our community. So with that said, until the next time, do check out the contributor orientation tool on wordpress.org. Mm-hmm.